0: Said, hey now. The straw dogs out in the hey now, there's in the hey now, the the to us Chapter 18 The whole herd of us wandered onto the base. We wandered past even more intense warning signs. The last one actually said, You may be shot. We wandered right past men and women, armed with submachine guns. No one suspected horses. Of course, if anyone had heard what we heard next, they would definitely have been suspicious. Who said that? I asked. Um, that horse said it. Rachel said. Yal halam femil child And that was another horse. We're trapped in a Mr. Ed rerun. Marco said. We are in the Nick at Night Zone. That's Gallard. Axe said. They're speaking Gallard. Two questions. Jake said tersely. What's Gallard? And can they hear us thought speak? And answer the second question first. No, they can't hear us. Gallard is a sort of universal language spoken by different races throughout the galaxy. It's what people speak when they come from different species and don't share the same language. These horses must have been fitted with speech synthesizers. Why wouldn't Yerkes be speaking Yerk or whatever? I asked. I don't know. Axe admitted. But the standard speech synthesizers use Gallard Maybe they acquired less sophisticated speech synthesizers Sometimes it's easier to get older, less cutting-edge technology You mean they bought speech synthesizers on sale? Rachel asked At the Pluto Walmart Marco said Axe, can you understand what they said? Jake asked Yes, of course They said to follow the plan. If we do this right, we'll be off this idiotic assignment, out of these idiotic stupid bodies, and back on board ship where we belong. That's what the leader said. Uh Uh-oh, Tobias said darkly. They're splitting up. We'll have to split up too. Follow each group. Jake advised. Me, Cassie, and Tobias go with one group. Axe, Rachel, and Marco, go with the other. Axe, listen to them if they talk anymore, "'and let us know by thought-speak. "'Yes, Prince Jake. "'Have I mentioned don't call me Prince? "'Yes, Prince Jake, you have.' I fell in step alongside Jake, trying to look like any old horse walking along, minding her own business. "'This is weird,' I said. "'These horses are definitely on a mission.' I'm almost surprised no one has ever noticed how bizarre their behavior is. What sane person would ever even think that a horse would be a security risk? Tobias said. How do you like horse morph, Tobias? I asked, making conversation to ease my nervousness. Compared to flying? It's dull. Compared to the old days when I wouldn't have been able to morph with you guys at all? It's great. We were at the side of a road. This part of the base was densely built up, with low, whitewashed clapboard buildings, each bearing stenciled numbers. Not far away was a large building with a half-filled parking lot. I couldn't see well enough with my dim horse eyes to read the sign above its door, but people were coming out, pushing loaded grocery carts. Base exchange. Jake explained. Kind of a shopping center for the people stationed here. Must be boring out here, Rachel said. Not much to do but keep secrets. A pair of Humvees loaded with uniformed troops came racing down the road. We stepped back out of the way. Totally unhorse like behavior. No one noticed. The guys in the Humvee never even glanced our way. They'd seen wild horses hundreds of times. The afternoon sun was intense. It was really hot. The horse part of me wanted to go find a nice shady patch and rest. I saw some trees and picnic tables off to one side of the base exchange. People were carrying slices of pizza and baskets of fried chicken and potatoes out to the tables. It was so weird. I was a human in a horse morph. I was walking along with yurks inside horse bodies. And we were, all of us, trying to figure out what, if anything, was being kept secret on this base. Was it true? Had a spaceship crashed here back in the 50s? Had the government hidden it all these years? Were the Yerks determined to get it away from the humans in order to keep us from understanding its technology? What could be hidden on this space? A Yerk bug fighter? An Andalite fighter? Some ship belonged to some other race? Hey, Jake, Tobias, do you smell anything weird? I asked. I smell those french fries over at the base exchange, Jake said. No, not that. Smell the horse controllers. Do I have to? Hey, wait. You mean that smell. Fear, Tobias said. Nervousness. Great. If they're scared, we should be scared. I have that covered, I said dryly. I looked around, trying to make sense of the emotions I was literally smelling I saw the second group of horse controllers I saw Rachel and Marco and Axe, along with a couple of tag-along horses They were converging with us, converging on the same building It was one of the hangars A very large hangar, maybe 15 stories high With doors you could walk a dinosaur through And it was a very secure hangar There were guards at the main doors, guards at every corner of the building. Looking up, I thought I saw the outline of a man with a rifle on top of the structure. There was a sign on the side of the building. I squinted but could not read it with my dim horse eyes. I miss my real eyes, Tobias grumbled. An insanely loud bell went off. I reared up before I could control the reaction. But the horse controllers showed no response at all. No response except to grow very still and very focused. They were expecting the bell. The bell was a safety alarm. It was heralding the opening of the main doors of the hangar. I saw the guards move their automatic weapons down off their shoulders and into easy firing position. The doors began to open, motors whining loudly in my horse ears And that's when the second group of horses started to run Three horse controllers, followed, after a moment's hesitation By Marco, Axe, and Rachel Suddenly broke into full-out gallop, straight for the hangar door Oh man, Tobias groaned Why do I get the feeling there's going to be shooting soon? Why are they doing that? I asked It makes no sense why hide in horse bodies so you can come and go without anyone noticing, and then suddenly do this? Because the subtle approach isn't working, Jake said grimly. Remember what they said earlier. Do this and they're out of here. It's a final desperation move. So what do we do? We play follow the leader, Jake said grimly, and we hope these jerks have a good plan. Suddenly, our group of horse controllers surged forward. I was startled, but I quickly ran after them, followed by Jake and Tobias. The first group was racing full tilt toward the hangar. They were almost there. The armed guards were watching them in bemusement. But you could see the bemusement turning into puzzlement. And finally, too late, fear. Bam! The lead horse slammed bodily into one guard, knocking him down into a second guard. Hooves flashed as the horse ran over the guard. I could see it, even with my weak horse vision, because we were close now, running straight for the door of the hangar. We were there! A madhouse! Guards mingling with seemingly insane horses, guards being knocked to the ground. Get these horses out of here! Someone bawled. (laughs) The horses screamed. Sarge, what do we Ah! do? (coughs) Shoot him! Negative, soldier, do not fire! We could hit what's inside! Our group jumped into the melee of frantic soldiers and madly dancing, rearing, screaming horses. But our group stayed close enough together and plowed straight through. Straight through and into the most secret place on earth. Chapter 19 Into the hangar we thundered. My hooves scrabbled on smooth, painted concrete. Through the eyes on the side of my head, I saw flashes of heavy equipment, banks of computer consoles, and flashing numerical readouts. There were men and women in white lab coats, running as if we were a pack of wolves or something. There were uniformed airmen running after us, waving their guns in the air. There were stuffy old officers with medals on their chests, standing with hands on hips and outraged expressions on their faces. And everyone was yelling. What in blazing Hades is going on here? Shoot those horses! Shoot! Don't shoot! Help! I'm allergic to horses! It was nuts. But the truth is, in a weird way, it was fun, too. Minneapolis Max was running. And when he was running, he felt fine. Every nerve in my big horse body was tingling. I was incredibly alive with fear and excitement and the lust for competition. I wasn't some plow horse. I was a running fool. I was a born and bred champion. A big, tough, dominant stallion. yee <laughs> I screamed for no reason, scaring a woman in a lab coat into dropping her open yogurt on the floor. We thundered by, our weird herd of real horses, your-confested horses, and anamorphs and horse morphs. And then we came to the room. You could tell it was the center, the reason for all the security. It's gonna work! Marco exulted. We're in! We're in! It was glass on all sides. Glass that looked like it could be a foot thick. Through that glass, we saw a pedestal of shining steel. And all around that pedestal were cameras, sensors, wires, lights, glowing screens, and rows of massive computers. Bathed in the light, high on the pedestal, was something not from this planet. It was about eight feet across. The shape was like a cube with the corners rounded off. The entire surface was covered with tubing and painted symbols. At one end was an opening, large enough for a person to walk inside. I could just barely get a glimpse of the inside. It was smooth, a lovely green in color, with soft lighting. There was some sort of instrumentation on one wall That's it, that's it The most closely guarded secret in all of history I've never heard Marco sound happier Jake and Axe and Marco and I Along with three or four horse controllers All stared transfixed At what Marco had called The most closely guarded secret in all of history Columphalot? One of the horse controllers asked He wants to know what it is Axe translated. Jahalan Fornella, another horse controller said. I didn't even need Axe's translation to understand. The Yerks had no idea what it was. They had succeeded. They had busted in. They had laid eyes on the big secret. But they had no clue as to what it was. Sergeant, get those horses out of my facility. Now! A colonel bellowed. Yes, sir, the sergeant yelled. Horses, about face! It must have surprised the poor surgeon when, amazingly, we all complied. Animorphs and Yurks, we turned and walked away. Chapter 20 It was getting dark by the time we walked away, none the wiser, from the most secret place on earth. The horse controllers walked glumly away into the drylands. We shadowed them, keeping just a little distance. We'd been in Morph for more than an hour, but Jake decided we should stay a while longer. I don't get this, Marco complained. I don't get this at all. It was a success. The Yurks did it. They broke into the hangar. They saw... we all saw what was in there, so why are they depressed? Act says they don't know what it is they saw, Jake pointed out. It doesn't look like a spaceship, Rachel said. But it was definitely something alien. Yeah, but what? I said. If the Yurks don't know, and we don't know, and probably the scientists back at the base don't know, then what's the point? It's a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Shakespeare. Tobias said. Every conspiracy nut in the world is obsessed with what's back there in that hangar. We saw it, and we don't even know what it is. Actually... Axe began. Then he stopped. Actually what? Rachel pressed. Oh, well, I sort of know what it is. It's kind of... Look! I yelled. Something was swooping in fast across the darkening desert. It flew along the ground, just inches above the scattered, scruffy trees. It churned up the dust as it came. It was smallish, no bigger than a large human fighter plane, but it was shaped like a streamlined, headless beetle. There were long, serrated points aimed straight forward on either side. Bugfighter! I had to resist the urge to run. That was only natural. But what was strange was that once more I smelled fear from the horse controllers. They were scared of that bugfighter, more scared than they'd been in rushing the hangar. Or, more likely, scared of who was in that bugfighter. The bugfighter swooped overhead, circled, and came to land in a pile of rocks. I can't believe the radar back at the base doesn't pick that up, Tobias said. Radar, is that the human tool that bounces radio beams off objects? I don't mean to offend but any Andalite child could build a radar cloak from the pieces of his toys. Somehow you're grinding my nerves, Axe, Rachel said grumpily. And that's supposed to be Marco's job. We followed the horse controllers around the back of the rocks. The bug fighter was waiting there, already on the ground. But the door didn't open until the horse controllers were assembled before it. Fear was radiating from them. So much fear. It gave me a pretty good idea who was in that bugfighter. The door of the bugfighter opened. Out stepped a hork warrior. Seven feet of razor-bladed death. The Horkbisher swung his horned snakehead left and right, all the while holding a portable dracon beam weapon. Then, when it looked safe, the other occupant of the bugfighter stepped out into the rapidly cooling air. He was an andalite. At least, he had an Andalite body. But, of course, he was no true Andalite. Visser three, I said. It was not a surprise. Yeah, Jake said grimly. Suddenly, all this just got more serious. Visser three, leader of the Yurk forces on Earth, leader of the invasion, the only Yurk in all of history to successfully seize control of an Andalite body the only Yurk in all of history to gain the Andalite morphing power and Andalite thought-speak abilities. Our greatest enemy. The human race's greatest enemy. Report, he said in a tone of complete casualness. The lead horse controller began to reply in Galard. Visser, gahalom falak. Don't waste my time. Did you succeed, or did you fail? Visser, ker The viscer's andalite tail moved so swiftly it cracked the air. The deadly blade stopped a millimeter from the horse controller's throat. A twitch would send his head rolling. Did you penetrate the facility, yes or no? According to Axe, the horse controller answered yes. Did you see the object the humans are hiding in there? The object we know is constructed of non-human alloys? Again, he answered yes. And can you now tell me, what is it? The horse controller hesitated, and that's when the Visser twitched his andalite tail. Fools! Idiots! Incompetence! The Visser screamed in enraged thought-speak. Weeks we have wasted setting up this effort. First we lose that clumsy fool, Korn 547, when he was bitten by a snake. And now we have lost poor Jaleigh 926! The Visser indicated to the no-longer-in-one-piece horse controller, like it had been someone else's fault he had been lost. And now you don't even know what you saw? He was enraged, and Visser three Mad is beyond dangerous. His horse controllers backed away as far as they dared. I will have the secret, the Visser said in a suddenly low, sinister, thought-speak voice. I will have it. For a while, no one moved or spoke, or even breathed. No one, me included, wanted to take any chance of attracting the furious vissers' attention. Then... Alright, I've punished the one responsible. Transport will come for the rest of you. We still have the backup plan. It was always the better plan. We'll simply take control of a few humans working at the space. Have you idiots at least identified the right targets to infest? One of the horse controllers said Good, then you can live We'll target the right humans and seize them tomorrow at Suddenly he stopped Those horses, what are they doing with you? They are not our people In Gallard, the horse controller explained that it was normal for horses to herd together It was good for real horses to be there It provided camouflage of sorts this was not the answer the Vissar wanted to hear. He aimed his Andalite stalk eyes directly at me. Fool, do you not realize that the Andalite bandits who plague us can morph any animal they like, including horses? I will have to kill these creatures, just to be sure. No one move. No one act like they heard anything. I hissed to the others. I lowered my big golden head and crunched up a mouthful of grass. And then I did what horses do. And I wasn't modest about it. The viscer laughed derisively. I suppose they are real horses after all. I took a relieved breath. Still, better kill them. Uh oh. I said. The horkbisher warrior leveled his Dracon beam at us. A second horkbisher came running from inside the bugfighter. I felt a thrill of terror. I ordered myself to run away, but I wasn't the only creature in my head right then. Minneapolis Max was in there too, and he didn't feel like running away. My hindquarters bunched up and fired every muscle fiber at once. And, before I knew what was happening, I was running. But not running away, I ran straight for the first <laughs> I whinnied. I reared up. All the way back till I was standing on my hind legs, and I flailed madly with my forehooves. I couldn't exactly aim my hooves, mind you. Horses aren't predators. But I flailed away, and just as the Horcbishier was pressing the trigger, bonk. Raw! The Horcbishier bellowed. He dropped the dray-gun beam from his hands. It clattered on the ground, and down I came. I landed directly with both hooves on the weapon. crunch. I'd like to say it was deliberate, but the truth is that with my side vision, horse-eyes, I could barely even see my hooves, let alone aim them. But sometimes luck is just as good as skill. Hold butt! Jake yelled. Now Minneapolis Max was ready to run away. So I ran. We all ran. The two Hork-Bashir took off in pursuit. If they catch us, we're dog food, Rachel said. Two Hork-Bajir versus six horses? Not a prayer. She was right. And to be honest, if it had been a hundred horses versus two Hork-Bajir, the horses would still have lost. How fast are Hork-Bajir? I asked Rachel. She had morphed a Hork-Bajir once. Fast. She said grimly. We bolted. We hauled. But the two bounding Horkbazir were hot on our trail. Then, we saw spotlights bouncing wildly toward us. Humvees! The security troops from the base were coming out to investigate. We ran and the Horkbyshire hesitated. When I looked back next, they were gone. Well, that was stupid from start to finish, Rachel said as we got far from Zone 91. We could have gotten killed. And for what? Over something even the yurks don't recognize. Whatever that thing is, it sure doesn't look like a spaceship. Marco admitted. Or a secret weapon, Jake said. And it doesn't look human, but who knows? It is not a spaceship, Axe said. Or a weapon, but it is also not human. Well, I guess we'll probably never find out what it is, I said with a sigh. Why won't you find out? Axe asked. Because it's not worth risking our lives again, I said. If the Yurks don't even know what it is... Of course the Yurks don't know what it is, Axe said calmly. They have never been aboard an Andalite dome ship. One by one, we stopped walking. One by one, we turned to face Axe. Axe, are you telling us you do know what that thing is? Tobias asked. Of course. I started to tell you, but we were interrupted. So? So what is it? Marco demanded. It's a disposable module of a type used in the old days on the first generation of Andalite dome ships. When the modules were used up, they were jettisoned into space. They were supposed to be aimed toward a star so that they'd burn up without a trace. This one must have drifted through space, eventually being caught by Earth's gravity. So it's a space engine? It's a weapon? No, of course not. It's... well, this is a bit embarrassing. It's an Andalite dome modular waste disposal system. For about a full minute, no one said anything. Then Marco spoke. You're telling me... The most secret place on Earth, the fabled Zone 91, the holy grail of conspiracy nuts, is hiding the secret of an Andalite toilet? Only a very primitive model, X said condescendingly, since those days there have been huge technological improvements. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. I do not have, uh, anything really to put here this week, so let's just get through, you know, the standard stuff. Check out theapocalypse.com. That's theapocalypse.com, like Apocalypse, but with the D in the middle. It's my website where I put, you know, all my dumb stuff i do in my free time uh check it out because i pay money for it so why not uh if you use apple podcasts you know leave me a rating and review if the spirit moves you i would appreciate that tell a friend about uh this podcast we're all stuck indoors uh listen to an audiobook that i made (laughs) um and if you'd like to reach me about this podcast you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com That's all I got this week, so stay safe, and I'll see you next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day, the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.